Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. Well, it's 10.38 now. So what's good? We back. Another episode of Unsolicited Views. Yo. Oh, wow. It was hella weak. Right. Yeah, that was weak. That was weak. <laughs> oh, so we back. Virtual is weak. Virtual is weak. Yeah, virtual is. But uh, we back. Everybody's here. The gang. Uh, Melvin's here. We got our... Oh, Palmer. Mel. Palmer here. Oh, Mel. Oh yeah, Palmer is out uh, due to PTO. We got our intermittent FMLA host here, Dane. Um, <laughs> FMLA host. Yeah. FMLA host is hilarious. <laughs> He's on. He always come back from leave. He's that worker that comes back from leave and goes back. And then we got Maul here. We never see him on the virtual though. We would love to see Maul on the virtual. We never know where he is. So nah. But anyway, hey. anything happened this week, fellas? What's been going on? How y'all feeling? No, yeah, good. No, I'm good though, man. Like, what's your COVID situation as far as like working shit? Like, you know, I still, I know, John, you still working at? Don't get it. <laughs> Don't get it again. <laughs> um, no, so so basically, COVID. I'm gonna say, and at work, COVID is kind of amped up because they started making a mandate so that you got to get it in order to stay employed, which is kind of wild. But and also, COVID is just every week. So I is it really that wild? Um, forcing, forcing people to get back. Second, I'm just being it's, the devil's advocate right here. To be wild, no. Nah, I mean, I always when people say stuff about companies, I always say I lean towards like it's somebody's company. They they, they have the prerogative to do whatever they want. Um, so you can't be mad. <laughs> it's just if you want to work here, this is what they expect. Is it wild from a, a rights perspective? Yeah, I think yeah, from that perspective, because you you basically take somebody's ability to choose is either their family or their body. So it's like you you putting all of that into the same uh, pot, which isn't always fair. But hey, yes, I mean, choice, I can't... choice is it's different parts of choice, right? Because like you, know, I guess you, I, I know where you going. You said it's you got the family versus job, but I mean, you don't have to work for these companies. You don't, you don't. but you do. <laughs> you need you need income because the the bills don't stop, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's, I mean it's, you it's, choose it's, to be an entrepreneur, and then you make your own rules. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, we live in a country where capitalism is the is the key. So I don't, I don't, I don't expect different. This is all side effects of capitalism, because yeah. nobody cares. Exactly. Unfortunately, it just shows you what's really important. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's the money. <laughs> so, but bottom line, you me- yeah, you mess up their bottom line at this point. So at this point, yeah. I mess up yours. <laughs> yeah. My bottom line yeah. is yours. So yeah. I'm about to say, wait, wait to uh, put that bottom line in there. Uh, make it. Uh, <laughs> Mean two different things. I love that. Good job. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I you know, I do a little rapping sometimes. But um, um, we got Park Sydney here too. Just let y'all know she's in the background. Even on the Zoom, she's sitting in the corner. She's always here. Shout out to she's Park always Sydney. Here. Wait, oh, wait, is that the name? Like... What's the name? <laughs> yeah. We between Park Sydney or Save On That. So Save On That. Save On That. That's what we going with. No, that was Save On That. Yeah. Yeah. Save, save On That. Yeah. I bet. Save On That. Yeah. <laughs> so this topic is actually one that's a little easy to get into uh, thanks for listening subscribing so make sure you check it out um oh i did want to mention that our videos like uh on instagram have been very uh the last one we posted i see that really took <laughs> off it was quite the frenzy i wonder um, why yeah <laughs> it's more time we put streets what's the yeah. final what's the final uh word on that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> It was some people that responded. I was surprised. I'm like, how would you know that most of the streets? And then I was like, I don't want to ask. Yeah. 
Inconclusive. He's still in the driveway. Yeah. Yo, the one response had me dying. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next question. Yo, that's, yo, that's, that's hilarious. I'm, that's hilarious. <laughs> that you handled yourself well. You handled yourself well. Yeah. But um, anything you want to say, Maul, before we close this out? Yeah. Are you for the streets? <laughs> no, I'm not, Joe. I'm hoping. <laughs> Wholesome young man. Wholesome young man, yeah. I hear the lies. I hear the lies. I, I, I anyway. surround myself with wholesome this year. If I'm for the streets, yo, what are y'all, yo? The side, the side street? I'm out the streets. I'm out of the I'm in the house. I don't know what the streets is. I don't even come in. I'm going to do the I'm associated with y'all. Nah, man. We we trying to get you out the streets. Yeah, that's all. We trying to pull you into the house where we at. But you ain't trying yeah. here. You trying to stay out there in the cold. You like to no, stand no. out after the, no. after the street I'm lights come in. The backyard. I'm in the backyard with the fire pit, yeah? Oh, he do a lot with that fire pit, though. I ain't getting yeah, it. That's right next to the street, so I think that still counts. <laughs> I'm in the carport. Hey, but, but all y'all niggas out there, come, y'all coming out there to get some wolf, ain't y'all? Y'all coming and get a, get a shot, a drink? Hey, don't come put me out, out there. there. Come, Come to the front. <laughs> I, I don't even use the back door, B. I don't use the back door. They but, uh, probably know so, what the streets feel like, though. I know he quiet over there, but it's all good. We leave. I'm okay. I'm a damn. Damn, real crazy, yo. Damn, like a like uh six ninety five street. Yo, always in uh always under construction. Care about six ninety five though. You know, six ninety five. You keep going, you end up in the back same spot. I'm in the circle. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Y'all got bars today. Yeah, you don't want to be on 695. Right? He, take 95, Jump man. I'm missing the hell of rap. Right. Yo, man. I got a lot of traffic. I got a lot of traffic. Oh, oh man. Don't worry. The tape dropping soon. So today we're going to talk about bromance, <laughs> but not killing your friend. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. Exact opposite. So I did want to open up. So this came about. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> This topic came about uh, Dame actually dropped it in a group chat via somebody, I think uh, Palmer, and it was really talking about male friendships and something that's not really talked about a lot. So we're gonna take a stab at it, but to open up the conversation, I wanted to kind of read on uh, one of the quotes that inspired this conversation. It said, uh, "Male friendships are often rooted in shoulder-to-shoulder interactions, such as watching a football game or playing video games, while women's interactions are more face-to-face, such as grabbing a coffee or getting a, getting together for a glass of wine." Said a professor at University of Maryland. So this was a study of like social work professor kind of got together and was talking about the socialization of men versus women. So like first and foremost, like I guess how do y'all feel about how men socialize versus how women socialize? I think, I think uh, know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think if we don't have nothing in common, I think that's the I think the biggest difference between men and women. Cause women, even if they don't have something in common per se, they'll still mm. kind of fake it. Until they find something, whereas the yeah, women in common, we need something like it's like yo sports, football, Ravens. Okay, you already know that. Yeah. You know if yeah. you got something in common with a guy, it's like easier to get into a conversation to really see if you like yeah. this dude or not. But the thing is different from women. Mm. And then t- yeah, yeah. sometimes men don't try to go past that surface level commonality so if it's not sports or something like that they won't take the extra step to try to find that thing if it don't readily present itself they like all right exactly i'm gonna say yeah pretty much 
like niggas can come up with conversations easily. Like if you hooping with somebody, you can have a conversation based on the shoes they're wearing, the shirt they're wearing, if they're listening to music right before the game started. You know, oh dang, you that nigga too? You just think about that album. Yeah. It's a small like smaller things you bring up different conversations with guys, you know. So I'm gonna play devil's advocate and go on the other side of that. I, I think y'all oh, right. Of course, of course. Of course, you know it. You, I think y'all right in a lot of those things. It wouldn't be John if you did. Exactly. But I think y'all right in a lot of essence, but I think that's where a lot of male friendships are shallow and they fail. Mm-hmm. Because it's not connected over anything real a lot of times. It's connected over a lot of superficial things that as they wane, so does the friendship. So like if yeah. this is your crew that go to the club and y'all stop going to the club, it's like, what are we cool? What do we talk about? Like what do why 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 you call them? Yeah, no, no, I think yo, especially as we got older, I think that's rings more and more prevalent. Like I think yeah. back then it was easy. It was easy to just say, I'll go to the club. Yeah, that's my man's can and we see each other every week. It's cool. And I'm saying we ain't we ain't gotta go no deeper because that's where we had fun. But now it's like, bro, right. I ain't going to the club every week. I'm in the house a lot of the time. So if I don't talk to you and we'll, we'll be talking like and it ain't no no further than yo was good, I'm like, yo, what is the point? What are we doing? What's this is fake? It's phony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always say pro so to build any relationship, yeah. especially a friendship is proximity and space and what happens as you get older those are the two things that you don't have you no longer have proximity because i'm not with you every day i mean proximity and time i mean i'm sorry because you don't have that much time so your time is taken other ways and then proximity that's why it's a whole thing about making friends as an adult so like a lot of people don't make friends as an adult like if you don't have them some people say if you don't have them by like a certain age like you may not get a friend because that's why the time good good no you get no, I was saying um, a lot of people were saying um, a lot of um, things I've seen like, on social media is some of the people's lifelong friends come from college. Yeah. So, like, a lot of friends you had in, like, middle school, high school, like, yeah, y'all see each other, that's cool. But you built that bond with people in college because those are the people you saw day in and day out. And, like, as, as y'all grew through our matriculated through college, like, you had different pods of friends and you know right. when to hang out, who to hang out with. Yeah. College is unspoken for a lot of different things because what happens is a lot of times people don't realize friendships are more so about their environments in which your parents or you put yourself in as like college. Mm-hmm. But for the most yeah. part, if you aren't put in an environment to have friends, you, you ain't going to have friends. But you, you got to go out of your way, especially hard. Because I know I, I wasn't put in a lot of environments to have friends. Like my parents wasn't really. That's why you don't got no the, friends. No, I got friends, but, uh, but I had to work. I had to work to find people. I couldn't just. There wasn't people. My parents didn't do hanging out with people's houses. They didn't do you going to people's birthday parties. People you getting in people's cars, going home. So it was. Just, you said, "What do I do?" What to did have you them? do? Since you say your parents put a lot of environments to make friends the normal way that we made yeah. friends, what did you do How to you make friends? Oh, like, you just got to go out your way a little bit more. Like, you have to, like, you got to hit people up or you got to do, basically break the rules and just go hang out with people when <laughs> your parents was totally against it. There's a lot of rule breaking. Um, but you got a lot of cousins, too, yo. So that, I think that also That, helps, that, that offsets it a little bit, too. Because your family usually are your first friend. Yeah, so yeah that especially your cousins. It. 
Yeah, so you got a lot of cousins. I got cousins on both sides. are pretty deep on both sides. So it's kind of like, and also you got a sibling. And siblings are coming from. So it's one of those things. So like environments are huge. And then freedom is huge when it comes to friendships. But I also go by the thing, if you got like two or three in your life, you, you've done well. Because it's, it's hard to find like a, a group of 10 friends. I say acquaintances are easy to find. Like I, That's why when people say you don't have a lot of friends. Yeah, I'm cool when I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of acquaintances. I'm cool when I have a lot of friends. But acquaintances, that's, I, can, I can dig that. That's just my take on that. I was trying to ask a question. Has, does anybody, has anybody successfully had a friendship like beyond where we're talking about, like in adulthood? Does anybody have any, like forged any of Like it's an actual friendship? Like after college or in the 20s, late late in the 20s? I, yeah, I, mean, I have. I met people after college that I would like consider some of my closest friends. What was the environment then? Like was it, were you hanging out with them? Or anything? Like how did you, how did you force that relationship? I guess that's where I'm trying to go. How did you force into a relationship that actually turned into a friendship? Literally, like, just talking in group me and being in groups together and speaking on a regular day. And now we speak literally every day now. I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. It started in college. And then after that, same thing, we had a group chat. But even with the group chat, we made it an intent to hang out. Like, we're going to hang out once a month. We're going to hang out every other month. You know, right. even as our lives kind of went in different directions, we made it intentful to still hang out and continue to build and foster that relationship. Well, that goes to the next right. question. And then, like, I, I didn't always okay. live here. I was, well, I didn't always live here. So, like, when I moved to Atlanta, most people from Atlanta well, a lot of people, young professionals in Atlanta aren't from there. So they're looking to build new relationships. So it was right. easy being new to the city to make friends there, um, uh-huh. even though I didn't live there that long. Yeah, okay. that's the thing. That's that a whole nother thing. Sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it was funny. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Because, like, for example, some of the main things that a lot of got, like, men interact with, like, I, I don't. I can take a lead football. I can a video game. It's I can take a lead. Now. John, do you watch sports in general? Yeah. I mean, I'll watch a Ravens game if I got some time. I'm not going to go out my way to watch a game though. Like it's if if it's something to do, like oh Sunday I ain't got nothing to do. Yeah, I'm watch the Ravens game because I like the sport of football. I don't particularly. I'm not fanboying over like no sport though. Like if, if they lose, if they lose, I'm not sad or depressed. They millionaires, bro. So like. <laughs> They'd be all right. Are you too, you too cool? I mean, fanboy? Yeah. I'm about to say, yo. You call fanboy, yeah. You don't like the way it sounds, but I kinda it is. Take, yeah, I kind of take that, man. Men, men take sports like women take treat Beyonce. Hey. I don't hurt because I ain't getting paid for it. No, I ain't like, I ain't about to like throw myself over no loss. But, yo, if you invest a lot of time into something, uh, anything, that's fanboy. That's a lot bro. of time into it. That's not wrong with fanboy. But no, the way you made it sound, make it seem like a, I, I take some offense to that, and that's why I'm not even saying. Yo, he makes it worse though. Like it was. Yo, you fanboy. Ain't no wrong with fanboy. Right. <laughs> the offense is because the offense is it. The offense is not necessarily the fan, being a fan. The offense is that you feel there's femininity involved, and that's what you reject. 
That's what you're rejecting. Like, yeah, when, wait, when somebody wait, say what? fanboy, because usually hey, I, I, fanboy I don't get here, because that's definitely not it. I, think, <laughs> no, I definitely think I don't it get here. I think well, that's definitely the, the negative connotation. Why? No because the way somebody says the way it, you know, it's beneath you. Like I would never. Like you just too good for that. That may oh, no, not, I'm not be the intent, but the, what's the interpretation? Oh no, that's that's. I'm sorry, that's the interpretation now because it's it's things I like that I would uh, spend a lot of time investing yeah. in. Like I, I, I probably say use... fan. Because <laughs> so, a fan is a short for fanatic, right? Yeah, of any sort. Yeah. I don't know. I guess so because like fanboy, I'll probably do like it. I'll do to music what you may do to uh, sports. Like I'll follow artists profusely and like listen, consume their content. But like, yeah. But sports, I, I do like sports. I actually thought about coaching at one point because I actually like uh, I like the art of the f- actually designing and getting the outcome and stuff like that. So and you don't got to be I athletic. I can't see you coaching. Sorry. Can you see Bill Belichick coaching? <laughs> well, I, it's all I've seen him done, so yes. <laughs> I'm I'm saying, like, I know you. How do you compare yourself to, to Bill Belichick? Yeah, but How do you go straight uh, to get, Bill Belichick? And I'm saying in terms of when people say that, <laughs> people always say it because it has any athletic. Most good coaches have no athletic ability. I ain't say no more athletic. I said I can't see you coaching. I ain't say no so, more athletic ability. So, you raise it, so, <laughs> so that's a question I have on I have a question I have on the docket though. Because men do that often. Why is it that men don't let their friends grow? Oh, I see what you did. Whoa. Ah. So you, you think you, <laughs> when you say don't, don't let their friends grow, you gotta give me an example. All right, I got you. So basically, I feel as though sometimes when friendships, I use that example because it was just a layup, but it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but uh in terms of once you like Mel, you even said it like once I'm the way I met you is the way I treat you, kind of the way I can maintain the friendship. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like over time, like for example, say for example, you know, Dame all of a sudden he becomes a preacher or Dane becomes, he's like, nah, I ain't doing this no more. I ain't doing that no more. Does the friendship die because those commonalities are gone or did he just grow? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think this is change. very per- person specific. I think. Okay. Because grow, <laughs> is, I think grow can mean a d- couple different things. Different like what you said, if, if Dame said he's a preacher right now, even right. though I'm like, I'm not super spiritual or anything, that doesn't mean I'm not going to be Dane's friend anymore. Like, I don't right. think that causes me to uh, change my relationship with him. I think I right. think we'll still be cool. We can still talk, talk and talk about life in general. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think <laughs> I'm trying no, to think of an example. That. That's why I'm kind of stuck. I'm trying to think of an example where um, I would cut somebody off for the growing. Nah, because sometimes, but but you can have friends that grow, and then sometimes you like they they kind of give you the not even just damn it being a preacher that example, but just like yeah. you know how people just become self righteous so to speak, and you like they, they change lifestyles, their lifestyles, yeah, and that's I get that I'm all for lifestyle changes, but do you feel some kind of way if they start to like judge your lifestyle based off yeah of their okay yeah, yeah yeah when you say we we bring the judge word then yes okay. That's what I think. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, you shouldn't judge nobody. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. That means like that means like at one point you was in at one point you was at a lower at a lower place in life. And now that mm. you're in a better position, you feel the need to frown upon where I'm where I'm currently at, even if I'm not in the same spot I was back then either. 
Yeah, just to use that Dame example, like if Dame becomes appreciated, then now he's like, yo, you shouldn't be drinking anymore. Drinking is a sin. So uh, you got to stop that. Don't don't do that. And then that, that's when we might have a problem. It's like, all right, Dame. Yeah. <laughs> yo, like, no, nah, nah, bro. Like, you can you can do your thing, yo. Don't judge my life now. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Is, Mm-mm. But is that judgment or is that just trying no, to? No, it's his opinion. Uh, yeah. That's his opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it's opinion based it. upon the lifestyle he currently lives now. All right. Now, all yeah. religions don't say drinking is the same. No, most of them don't, actually. Yeah, exactly. Overindulgence. Overindulgence. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's, it's overindulgent. That's the that's the sin. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you help your friends grow, though? Hmm. I think you, grow show them, you show them. I feel like there's different ways to you help your friends grow. It depends on what capacity you're in with that person. Oh, okay. What did you about to say, Dan? No, I was saying you you. You you show them growth either by yourself being an example of growth, or just telling them or giving them that information. Like for example, hey man, it was cool for you to drink every Friday when when we were twenty two because we were still trying to figure life out. But now that we're thirty two and we're getting a little older and, and drinking has some health implications, you might want to slow down on the drinking every Friday. Or just, hey, man, I don't drink every Friday. I, I go every other Friday. It just all depends. Like Melvin said, it's per- person-specific, so you have to know which friend you're dealing with. I always go back to that c- communication thing. Like, I think I think what we have, I think we're getting better as men as getting together and talking about our actual feelings. But I think what we were lacking is doing that. And then and, and having that kind of co- communication with your friends, I think that does show growth. And you guys can see, tell like okay this isn't necessarily growth per se but we can maybe i can help you with this or maybe i can help you with this maybe you can help me with this or that right person right. hopefully that makes I sense get, yeah and that leads back to the question i guess the original question how do you like kind of you know as people grow how do you grow a male friendship because i know how i grow a relationship and i feel as though the same way you grow a relationship is the same way you grow a, male, a friendship it's really the same thing consistency <laughs> Consistency, time, um, um, yeah. communication, communication, um, affirmations, <laughs> affirmations. Huh? Um, <laughs> what's that? You my dog. You my dog for life. Your homeboy. I was about to say, what's what is that? <laughs> you my dog. You my dog for life. You gonna pull yeah. out Lil Wayne lyrics and shit? Nah, you, you, nah Lil Wayne was he. You he are really, beautiful, my nigga. <laughs> you know, y'all versions of affirmation is I see you. I see you. That's uh, it. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's what it is? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm so, like legend. so let me ask you a question, because I think we can all attest to this in different friendships and different people we've known. Do you feel as though, so men, our first instinct is to shit on another man and sh- to show him love. Every man is not equipped to uh, uh, accept the shitting on as love. Because a lot of people are, if you, that's a toxic way of love, first and mm-hmm. foremost. And if you aren't built to accept that as love, you don't accept that as love. So, like, do you change up your style for the person or friend that doesn't accept toxicity first? I think you should. I don't don't think we're very good at it. I don't think we're very good at it. (laughs) 
No, no, we're what? terrible. It's like uh, it's like it's like when your parents tell you don't touch the stove, but you keep you like you like ah, I I you get close, you you don't touch it, but you keep getting close to it. You, you like try to thread the line and see how close to that boundary you can get to it without mm. actually overstepping. But how were y'all? How were y'all taught male bonding relationships or friendships? Sometimes they will come from your dad or uncle, close friend, cousin. Who knows? But like, how were y'all taught it? Because I know. I have a very specific, definitely. I, I remember how I was taught. I was taught by the lens, basically, from my dad and my brothers. But I know how I was taught. So, like, how were y'all taught? I'm going to say... I don't know the, if I... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dan. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to say the same thing. So, from my brothers, because I have two brothers. So, I have one that I physically grew up with in, uh, in the house with me. And then I had an older brother who I didn't see every day. So, when I saw him, we had to work on building that relationship. So I just took those skills to my friendships. Now I have friends that I talk to every day that I see every day and we could just continue building. I have friends that I only see once a month, but when I see them once a month, it's like nothing has changed and we can continue to build on those relationships. Okay. What about you? Go. I guess I can go like, um, yeah, my dad, like he's, he's never really been, he's, he did always teach like far as friendship. You always see, you know, loyalty is number one. You know, you all, you don't, you know, betray your friend. You don't betray your brother, especially in brotherhood. Like you don't, you, you love each other. But also it was interesting because one thing as I grew older, like my dad wasn't a joker. Like it was nothing funny. <laughs> so like as, as I venture into the world and people joke so much about stuff, I'm not really quick to joke. And I realized, like, dang, it stuff ain't always, ain't always that serious. So I had to kind of condition myself in some situations to be like, oh, maybe they're making light of that because it's not that serious. Because I, my first inclination is to take something very, very serious, not to joke mm-hmm. about it at all. I don't joke about much um, unless I'm just in a really jokey mood or I'm in the, that space. But for the most part, when, I, when people say out their mouth, I consider it like fact. I consider it like their, their true heart's desires because every day in my life from like the time we were little, he was like, mean what you say, say what you mean. If you don't want to say, if you don't mean it, don't say it at all. And that mm-hmm. was just so like, I thought everybody else went by that code and come to find out people do not live like that. So like, mm-hmm. I've, so I've had to adjust, especially around men because the joking is like consistent. I, and it was never like growing up, the joking was not like that. My dad didn't start really joking with us until he, we got older. But like growing up, it was like, you need to, you know, little nigga get fall in line. Like, but he told us why. He was just like, because he said, I really didn't have that luxury to kind of hope that y'all make it. Like, he's like, the whole time until y'all was like 18, he's like, I was on a frenzy. Like, I was like, yo, they might not make it. They might not make it. And a lot of the sacrifices he made, he's like, because I know the chances of black men surviving in Baltimore is so low. Like we really, it was no time for wiggle. So mm-hmm. it helps in some regards because you 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 build certain things, but it, it puts you at a disadvantage because you do sometimes think stuff is too serious. Like you over over uh, overthink most of things that probably people would just let pass. So that's kind of how I was brought, brought up. So like. Like a joke, like a super jokey guy. If I don't know you and you super jokey with me, it's kind of weird to me. I'm a first like not talk to you because I'm like, yo, you shouldn't be. Why you joke a little too much with me? 
But then as I get to know you, I was like, all right, I can, I, I can, I got to know some sustenance before we can joke. I can't joke without sustenance. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm the opposite. I can jump. I can jump into a joke. Yeah. We know. But but it's funny. But like, but I also know like uh like with me growing up, uh, my dad. I didn't really like. I I didn't really grow with my brother. My uh, my brother. He, I met him and started hanging out till I was like fifteen. He was sixteen when he moved here from Jamaica. But even then, like even afterwards, he didn't really hang out like that. But I did see how my dad interacted with his brothers, and how I interacted with just my friends in general in the neighborhood. And it's like he just knew when he just he just had this time. Like he just knew when the joke. Like anytime I heard my dad like laughing on the phone, I was like, oh. And they talk to his brothers. And like my dad, he 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 he's not a man with many friends either. Like it's, it's more so uh he has a lot of associates and uh people he worked like does business with, but he also isn't afraid to cut people off. So it's like mm-hmm. I just watch I just I just watch I just watch how he move, how he operate, how he moves. I'm like, all right. That's how you do that. Cool. Even like even now in the daughter, he he said he he uh does the same stuff. Even just the same things to me, like yeah, you gotta learn when to cut people off, know what to do, how to move, and knowing to back up, all that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's interesting because everybody's like socialized. Uh, like the way you're social, men are socialized very different than women are socialized. I think women are socialized with camaraderie. I think men are socialized with camaraderie through an activity. So, but you know what? Always- hey, I, I'm gonna say, okay, okay, even expound on it, because like even like I've never had like friends come over. Like, I, I had friends that I've had forever that they didn't know what the inside of my room looked like. Damn. I probably didn't start having friends. I probably didn't have friends come in my house. Like, if my parents were home, nobody was allowed in my house. Oh yeah, big facts. <laughs> big facts. So it was like, <laughs> like I like even as far as like my uh my best friend from middle school. She never even came into my house until like until our kid like till our kids started hanging out. Yes. Yeah, crazy. but because me, me, like I'm saying, I was always the soldier. Like I was, the, I was the one that always went out. Like you don't have to yes. come to me. I come to you. I was the yeah. I was the I come to you. I was the come to you guy. Yeah, my parents didn't play that come going upstairs. Like you ain't never take nobody to the <laughs> floor. Like common common spaces only. I don't care if they was your homie. Like nah, common spaces only, bro. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Y'all sit right here in that living room. <laughs> no video games. Nah, it was, it was like that. I mean, <laughs> I mean up until the day I, I moved out, it was like they moved my uh, my wife, and she's my fiance at the time. It was like, nah, bro, you you gonna be in this living room, but the basement. Like, you want your own space? You wanna be free? Go be free somewhere else. <laughs> you ain't gonna be free here. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's funny. So um, let me ask you a question. <laughs> this is on the docket. Why don't men FaceTime each other? For what? Uh, I, I mistakenly almost what? FaceTime Mel a couple of times, but I realized I was like, this might not work. Right. I, 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 but that's, but that's, that's, I think that's kind of different also because, again, y'all family. But my uh, thing is, nah. when I say, you know, nah, I say still, FaceTime, <laughs> still niggas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's, that's very good. This nigga but, does FaceTime me all the time, and I think it's like the weirdest thing. It's toxic masculinity. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, I think I think it, I think this is a very toxic trait of of mine per se, and I that's probably no matter. I don't understand. Like if we if we on the phone, let's be on the phone. If we gonna be, if we gonna meet up, let's meet up. What, <laughs> what, what 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 are we talking about that you had to go see my face? 
I think you want to see on it's, it changes. I, I like FaceTime. I'm going to say it. I, I FaceTime, like me and my, I FaceTime my little cousin the most. He live in Atlanta. So we we, we FaceTime like every other every day. Hold up. That's a young, the younger, the younger generation, younger guys, I think, do yeah. that. Yeah. The younger yeah. guys are a little more vulnerable than we are, though. Yeah. Vulnerable like, is a They good also word. grew up a less toxic, they grew up in a, in a less toxic less environment. Less toxic, yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and yeah. got also. They all grew up, up with like they've always had FaceTime. We haven't always. I was just had about FaceTime. to say that. That that's I think that's the difference right there. That's their norm. Yeah, that's we their norm. we don't know it, so this is weird to like yo yo. We're going just call me yo. Don't don't FaceTime. Me. Yeah, I, don't say, need, yeah. I don't need to. Don't, I don't need. If, if we need if we need to get up, if you need to see my facial expression, yo, let's go to the bar or something. Yeah, a bar or something. Like, yeah, exactly. Like what we even then. Cause even if you Facetime me, guess what I'm doing? I'm putting, I'm putting you on pause, yeah. And I'm go, going to talk about my business while I'm talking to you. I'll put my so phone taxes, down, and you'd be looking at the ceiling. Yeah, is it, is it the is it the looking in the eyes? Me. Is that what it does for you? I, I never really thought into it as far as I that. think. That's like, yeah, I don't think it's that eyes. toxic. John, you be gazing, you be gazing the niggas' eyes on Facetime. Yeah, it's uncomfortable because it's not something. It's outside of the norm. Yeah, I mean, I was. I think we most most of us was taught when you talk to people, you should look at them straight in the eyes. Though, but you want to cry. But even if you're talking to them, though. But you still on the <laughs> phone, like yo, in your mind, you're still conceptualizing it as I'm on the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in your mind, you like yo, what? Like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get yeah, it. Like, for example, like think about it, it's gonna be weird for a lot of people when there's no longer like talking on the phone. Like everything is a video call. That's going to be weird for a lot of people. That's going to be a tough transition for a lot of people. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, they, they just turn, they just turn the uh, video off. I, I think the, uh, the FaceTime, you actually have a better call. But some only thing about FaceTime that's uh, sometimes annoying, you have a, a, a longer conversation and sometimes you need to. Because sometimes it's interrupting to the whole day because you do have to stop everything to FaceTime somebody. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but typically, I think FaceTime yeah, also gives problem. you. A, yeah, it takes a long time, but it gives you a better instinct. It gives you a better feeling of what somebody's feeling though, because texting does allow for um, miscommunication a lot easier. So sometimes that FaceTime call, you can kind of see what they're looking like. You know what kind of mood they in, what kind of Why place they in. Yeah, nah. call me, call me. Yeah, but and I think that's I think that's the other thing with FaceTime. You mentioned it too. Like when you FaceTime, that's the expectation is that you stop what you're doing. Oh, and my thing, like, and then, but then it goes back to the console. Yeah, I'm on the phone, so I'm still mobile. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Ma. Way to put it. Yeah. What he said. That's just old, that that's old nigga logic. That's all. That's <laughs> old nigga logic. That's it. Ain't nothing else to put it besides old nigga logic. Like even but, like um, for me, like I, I can't, I can't sit on the phone. Like even I'm on the phone, I can't sit on the phone. Just sit on the phone. Like when my best friend will call me at work. I'll be at my desk, but the minute my phone rings, I'm walking around the building. Like I'm always doing, I, I, like when I'm, I, I had to always be moving around and doing something when I'm on the phone. That's interesting. If I'm not driving. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can sit on the phone for hours. Even, so then I, what, I know, yeah, it's just if even the um holding the phone and holding it like this and looking yeah. at look, look with it in my hand is just different, man. I just want that, I that, put that's, my that's AirPods, the video put my phone down and, and walk around the room and do other shit. 
Like, when people FaceTime you, the expectation is that you are in front of that camera. Mm, I don't want to be in in front of the camera all the time. So schedule, maybe you should schedule your FaceTime calls with your guys. <laughs> Hang out. Yeah, it's different. If it's hangouts, it's different. I'm talking about people. Actually, that's even funny too, because when people mistakenly call or hang out, it's like, yo, what you calling for, yo? Just text them and say, I want to see your face. You can't just text them and say, I want to see your face. Can we talk? John, you text me that, John. You text another nigga that, yo? You text another nigga you want to see his face? Don't text me that, yo. Oh, man. That's funny. So how necessary is intoxication to being vulnerable? Like, do you have to leave with intox? Uh, oh, okay, intoxication. So we shouldn't be toxic and be vulnerable. That's interesting. Oh, what's the question? Wait, what? <laughs> well, this question you, is you how, how intoxication to, involve, to vulnerable moments, basically not being toxic and being vulnerable. In terms of, oh, uh, nigga, just take a drink no. or take a shot. Is that what we were saying, Seth? Okay. Yeah, intoxication as in being drunk to be open and honest. Okay. Not about toxicity. <laughs> Got it. Got I'm it. just reading the question. Oh, uh, you're you're saying is that necessary is is that necessary to be is, vulnerable? Is that what you're saying? Is liquor necessary? No. Look as a I look I it's think not, liquor it's is not, uh, it's not necessary, but I think it makes it easier. It, it, it uh doesn't make it it makes it less awkward. I don't know. As I get older, I feel as though in certain situations, I'd rather be sober. Like, even, I just feel as though it's just, it's a maturity thing. Like, you can't think on all, you're not thinking on all cylinders when you're drunk. I don't care if it is a vulnerable conversation. Like, but you have less, to, inhibi- you have less inhibitions when you are. But you, I, I think at some point in your self-work, you got to be able to achieve that without aid. Because what happens is you, you're now dependent on something. Anytime you're depending yeah. on something, is it can always be abusive. Yeah, That's just my take on it. I think it's certain times where where liquor can ease it up to a point where it's easy to talk about it, and then some things. I think, like if you guys are talking about, um, I don't know, if you just if you talking about your, your actual friendship. Yeah, if you talking about your friendship, I don't think that's a drunk conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think you should be intoxicated. But if you're just talking about, yeah. um. I can't, I don't have, I don't never have good, good um, examples, but I, so I, like, basically, okay, so, you, you not go ahead. Man. I, no, I'll give you an example. So was that the, at the sneaker ball, like, well, it wouldn't have been last year, but the sneaker ball year before last, and we went to Denny's afterwards, like the conversation about how I was feeling about, damn, I think I'm afraid of that I'll be forgotten about while I'm gone. It didn't. It didn't come out because I was drunk. Like my intent wasn't to get drunk and then have that conversation. It just. It just so happened mm-hmm. that I end up. You know what I mean? Like it just so happened that I was drunk and we had the conversation. Now, no, it's not. I wouldn't recommend having the conversation drunk. But to Maul's earlier point, sometimes people take drinks to cut the edge or to just help them loosen up and make them feel a little bit more comfortable so that's what happened and then what begins to happen is it just becomes a habit so now it's like okay now to to be vulnerable or to share my feelings um i'm drunk and then you also you're less afraid of the ridicule of sharing your feelings because you can always blame it on the fact that you were drunk 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I can um, compare drinking liquor and spilling your feelings to taking pre-workout and going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Wait, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, can you? Okay. So what? No, go ahead. That's all you had to say on that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, so like, so like, 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 like what Dame said, like it takes the edge off. Like when the liquor takes the edge off. So when you go to the gym, how you how you, how your body reacts or how your body feels when you when you take the pre workout versus when you don't take the pre workout, it then it goes to John's point where it becomes a habit because that's what you, that's what you're used to. Like at that point, it's what you're dependent on. Yeah, I think vulnerability like, outside of alcohol is important because uh, it's. I just think it, it's, it depends it's, on the conversation. Some some conversations don't. Don't require liquor because I think you do need but to be learning or all cylinders. And I think some conversations you do. But the more you know yourself, I feel as though you get to the you can get to the point. I feel like I've experienced to the point where I don't think I alcohol is not dependent. Like what, what alcohol used to do to like get you free or like get you to let your guard down is like you trying to achieve, trying to achieve that just with a sober mind. I feel as though. Is it feels a lot better because I feel as though then if you do drink, it's not like to do that. It's like I'm drunk because I just want to have a good time with drinking alcohol. I can separate the two because I think when you start that using one, that can be that can be hard because you not always have a, you not, might not have a drink. All right, I think I think I think you're talking about two levels of intoxication too, John. I think like sometimes you take a shot, it literally just takes the edge off of it. You're not. You're not changing. You're not altering your mind state per se. You're not. It's more so just like okay, it's a social thing. I loosen up a little bit, but I'm not drunk. I'll remember this conversation fully. I'll do everything. Then there's a a drunk where I'm taking six shots, and <laughs> my feelings are coming yeah. out, and I don't even know what I'm saying. Like I think that's the one you're talking about. Being dependent on it, like I'm gonna get fucked up so I can say what I com- what I'm comfortable saying when I'm drunk because I'm not comfortable saying it when I'm not. That's what you're saying? Yeah, I guess you you saying you saying I take the edge off, but I'm not gonna like die. I'm not gonna be obliterated. And yeah. you're saying yeah. back when I was five. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And being like obliter- obliterated. Yeah, been obliterated. But no, if you have a friend that can only be vulnerable while drunk, do you still consider them like a close friend or is it more of a surface level of relationship? Nah, they no, that's a close friend. I, I yeah. have a they close, might have problems. I, have I consider them a very close friend. Even if they can only be vulnerable while drunk? Yes. If they're always drinking. If they're always drinking, that means that's their norm. <laughs> but in, in a romantic relationship, in a, ro- in a romantic relationship, that's not acceptable. Why do we accept that in the friendship? Exactly. You can't tell you. You can't be in the heat of discussion. Classify, say, I'm gonna take a shot real quick. Romantic because you would classify romantic relationships and friendships differently. And even though I know this person always has to drink to be vulnerable, I still do what I can to to help them work through that because there's a the drinking isn't the reason that they have to drink to be vulnerable. There's something else. The drinking is a band-aid. That's not the actual issue. So, hey, what is the problem with you 
being vulnerable that you feel like you have to be drunk? Is it a is it a fear? Is it a sensitivity? Is it an insecurity? Let's let's solve that problem. Once you solve that problem, the 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 drinking will lessen. But why is it classified differently? Because you can work through that just the same with someone that you're romantically involved with if you want to take on that responsibility. Because we also, when you think about romantic relationships, you think about intimacy. And though the intimacy in, in friendships is different, there's intimacy in friendships and intimacy in romantic relationships. But we think about intimacy in romantic relationships, you're actually thinking about having sex versus the intimacy in friendships is, you know, sharing an intimate space, having an intimate conversation. So I, I think I, I start with Sid on this. I get what Dame's saying. Um, I think because I feel as though every romantic relationship has to, in my opinion, has to be first a friendship. Like a friendship is the basis of the relationship. I don't think that you can be romantically involved and have a forge a long term bond with somebody without being their friend first. Because right. ro- but you romance- can have a friend, but you can have a friendship and not have a romantic relationship with that person. Right, so but that's. I think that's- that- but isn't that the start of a romantic relationship, a friend without romantic benefits or intimacy? But the so our relationship, the start of our yes, for you and you and your wife, yes. But for our our relationship, our friendship didn't start from a romantic place. It started purely from a friendship. And even when you start a romantic relationship, you start that friendship knowing at some point you're going to transition into a romantic relationship. Mm, you don't always know problem. that. You never I don't know think that. you always know that. I think you have friends that you may eventually date, but you don't always know how to end. <laughs> so, so you, you start a relationship. No, you don't. Like, 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 call up. To Dane's point, like when you go going out. With that. Yeah. I'm about to say to Dane's point, it's sometimes when you when you meet somebody, when you meet, like if you're trying, if you're, if you're on a dating scene, you're single and you out dating. Like some when you meet somebody and you're forging a relationship, you know I'm forging this relationship for the end goal of a romantically relationship. And I think that's the part that Dane's talking about. Like, I think. But the, right, yeah, but I, I guess, get that. But I think well, you should still require the same things of them that you would require of your friends. Right. I don't think it should be different. Is the same I don't think exactly you should treat them as differently as we do. Yeah, what's, what's the friendship equivalent of being married? Say it again. So what's the friendship equivalent of being married? I'll say I don't get being married, married to my a, friends. Being married yeah, is I'm a long-term saying. friendship with romantic things. <laughs> that romantic part is a big difference, and at least but in my romance mind, comes. Yeah. I it guess is, in my mind, a big, big difference. But I, I I, and I agree that that part is a big difference. But what that difference does not apply to like. I'm saying I'm not okay with you only being vulnerable with being drunk because we're romantically involved versus that same thing for a friend. Like, yes, there are some differences in romantic relationships, but that example of being vulnerable, I don't think should be that big of a difference in the two types of relationships. I think that's fair. I think I kind of agree with that part. But I think there are different parts of that relationship that the romantic part that wouldn't be the same for my regular friends. Absolutely, because you like you. a marriage is more like a business with your friend, and yeah. you're not building businesses with every friend because it's exhausting. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because exactly. I, I, that was the best marriage advice I got. That uh, that is the that's fleet. Like like and love are not the same thing, and that love is consistent, but like is waning. 
and like yeah. leads you to the romance part at the time. So they kind of like you yeah. sometimes. So what happens is you don't get so <laughs> hell bent. If you get too hell bent on that romance part all the time, you, you really ain't gonna have a very long stretch because that's not gonna always be the thing. And I even see, I see old people, they can't have sex. They can't be romantic, so to speak. And sometimes it is their friendship that's what sustains it because that's all they have is their friendship. Because yeah. that's really right. what it is. It's just, it's just, it's just your homie that you decided to, you know, be with long term, and you know. So I don't know. I just have a. It's interesting. It's always an interesting topic. It is. Um, <laughs> this is funny. So why don't uh, we, as men, talk about our feelings and serious topics? But like, why don't we talk about our feelings? Because that's not that's not who we were cultured into. Right. That's not that's not what we was talking. When you say we, when you say we, that's not the example you say, that we saw going up. Oh, okay. All right. So mm-hmm. some okay. So you have that's the example yeah. was to suppress. Yeah, and that's why I said we gotta we gotta right. change the norm on that. We gotta change the norm on that because that's just like our age group. That's not what we saying. Like you said, like we gotta get to the point where we like are able to talk at, at any point. Like that should be the call. I should be able to call John. I should be able to call Dane, Maul, and just have a conversation about anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, I definitely think it's, I think it's, I think it's changing. I, like I said, I think the younger generation beneath us, I think they're a lot more vulnerable than we are. They're not as toxic. And that's, and that's, that's just yeah. due to the environment. Boy, they toxic in different ways. In very different ways. <laughs> but I think what yeah. happens is, mm, their but their lack of vulnerability, their vulnerability in different ways. How can I say this? Because they're not as gung ho on dating and getting a girl like we used to be. I've seen that. That's kind of interesting. Like getting a girl, like having a girlfriend long term, it doesn't seem like is the goal for most. Because you know what, social media is the 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 thing. Because you got you literally have everybody at the at the tip of your finger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we didn't have that. Like I know it's saying yeah. we're not that old, but we didn't have it as easy as like, nah. yo text. Like the text message, I remember like when when text messages first started, it was like crazy. I was like ten cent a text message. Yeah, like, yo, that's just crazy. Like that's just not something we used to. Like every and having would... accessibility to people is different. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it just does make people and... not settle down as quick. And I would say also we. We between our generation and the younger generation, we have to balance each other. We have to balance each other out because now it seems like at times they don't know when not to share. So they share everything. You know what I mean? Like there, there is a there, for them, there's I, mean, I won't classify all of them, but I've I've seen some people where there is no fine line as to what's appropriate to share and what's not appropriate to share. Like, you know, for us growing up, it was one of them things like if your parents argue in the house, that argument stayed in the house. You better not dare step outside this house yep. and let these church people know that we was just arguing. <laughs> but now this generation, I know that video. Keisha hate her baby daddy, Tony, because every other day on Facebook, she just call him trash and talk about how he don't buy the kids, nothing. To, and you know what I mean? Like, there's just no no line with, with being vulnerable and sharing some of those things. I always think like as if I ever if I have a son ever like I'm going to have to teach that like what, what Dame is saying like you got to teach 
and and, and a daughter. You gotta teach as a place and time and place for everything. Like yeah. certain things, you just your feelings are important, but your feelings aren't important to everybody. That's what I was right, saying. right, yeah. <laughs> so like you, yeah. you don't just be saying your feelings to everybody. Everybody's not worthy of your feelings and your thoughts and your emotions and your opinions. Some people should never know how you're feeling. My dad used to say that all the time. Some people should people should never know how you feel until you t- get them to the point where you feel as though they're they're worthy to be be to accept your feelings because everybody's not going to do the same thing with your feelings as the next, the one person going to do. So that's, right. that is true. I, I, to that point, like, I think people do kind of just drop their feelings on everybody and say react. And some people like, nah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, I still, I, I guess I'll, I think the quiet uh, leads me to this. I have to say this. I think the problem <laughs> sharing your friends with guys is I think guys, we're not also, that's why a lot of times guys feel more comfortable sharing their feelings with a woman, even if it's their friend. Because I think guys, you take your feelings to a man. We don't, I don't know if we uh, are capable of processing them uh, properly. I don't know if sometimes, I think a lot of men lack the tools to process feelings um, outside of ones coming from a woman. Like, so if another man is bringing you feelings, it's kind of like, how do I uh, yeah. say sometimes this it the is right way? Sometimes it is easier to hear from a woman. Yeah. yeah, suck it up is you the first suck it up because somebody told you to suck women, it up. Women, so women women play more empathy, suck it up yeah. is, is the correct response. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and, and usually the suck it up is more so because of like, dang, I don't. Because if somebody brings vulnerability your way, you must be vulnerable too. And what happens is you're forcing me now to be vulnerable too. And I didn't want to be vulnerable right now. So suck it I up. I wasn't ready. Right. I wasn't ready. <laughs> so, but it, <laughs> But, but that isn't, isn't, that, isn't that you just supposed to give them like a heads up, like, hey, vulnerable moment, or like, yo, I got to talk to you about something. <laughs> I'm like, exactly, no. like, yo. Like, Getting deep. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, especially like, if we just talk about, like, we was, if, I, if I just talked to you, we were just talking about some random shit, like basketball, and then you just dropped on me, like, something crazy emotional, like, wait. You ain't wanna give me like a heads up, like I, I ain't know like, now that I made that automatic switch. Like, like, right. like nah. I think setting the mood or setting the vibe for expression is important. Because I think even in a romantic relationship, you do that too. You don't just yeah. drop it. Like you gotta say, all right, look, we need to have a conversation. Like where we at, how you don't just say walking down the street, like, look, I hate you. Like you it's it's way foreplay. Foreplay is important, yeah. And friendships, friendship before. Leave it up. But um, I, I'm uh, I heard this years ago. I heard this. This is like uh, I think my dad said it. He was saying like we is is all jokes. Is not is not nothing's funny if we never are serious. So if we always are joking. Ain't nothing really funny. Like that's, true. that's why I always say is you have to have sustenance in order to joke. A lot of people think you need that joke to have sustenance. I go the other way around. If there's no sustenance, what's funny? Because, like, at the end of the day, we going back, the, the falling back part is on what's real, not what's funny. That's just, that's just how I interpret that. But a lot, I think a lot of times as men, we got to switch, whereas though it's uh, the joke and then be serious. Because what happens is it just it convolutes the way you approach people and how you perceive people. Because then if you joke with somebody all the time, and then they, when they get serious, you're going to think that's a joke, too. Yeah. <laughs> and usually that guy, 
that guy gets laughed out the room when he gets too emotional. <laughs> oh shit. Mm-hmm. So it just happens like that. So you gotta kinda we gotta normalize, all right, let's be serious. And then we can get to the get to the shits. It's yeah. it's just it's just a uh a mind shift mind shift that we gotta go through. Yeah. Agree. Quite a shit. <laughs> you summed it up um, really well. I don't know what else you want me to say. Yeah, it's just it, it's we but we natural but it's just it's it's so innate to just joke your way through trauma. But that's also a black thing. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's just as African Americans, like that's been our like Novocaine in a way, like to joke our way through it. And as black men, we, we faced a lot of things in this world. So it's like there's really not a lot of space for our feelings, it felt like. And the only fit space for your feelings have been with your woman. And the thing is, you overload her with all your emotions and feelings. At some point, where does she do with all of that? That's a lot. So it's kind of where it's just like, you got to figure out different outlets right. because it's impossible for one person to take on the burden of all your feelings, thoughts, and emotions and be sane. If you ever think about that, you're like, yo, that is a lot to expect out of somebody to take on all of my, my burden, <laughs> my burdens, baggage, yeah. and all that. And then, and then still, oh yeah, you you we won't have sex. What? Like, yo, you just yeah. Yeah. weighed me to yeah. fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Can't do that. So right. But the thing is, we were taught that. So it's kind of makes it feels like, what's wrong with that? Why why can't they take on all my burdens and my uh, pains and my sorrows and all that? And you gotta work through a lot of shit on your own. I think as you get older, you're like, damn, it don't matter if this person's beside me, it's still some stuff. That I gotta it's, deal with on my it's own. Vice versa too, though. I mean, I'm I'm just yeah. saying. Sometimes, sometimes it's probably more prevalent with men trying to do it to women, though. But I've I've I got some friends that I know, like the women has a whole lot of issues, and like the dude's just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Like, I'm saying. <laughs> but, you gotta, <laughs> gotta be an adult. You gotta go yeah. get some help. Because yeah. it's it's just not healthy to expect one person to that's why friendship is important because it's not it's not healthy to expect one person to fulfill all of your needs Definitely. like mm-hmm. that notion is like been proven time and time again to be false and but yet people still go into like yeah. places and looking for a utopia like it's not a utopia even a girlfriend even if it's just like a life partner maybe you never get married whatever it is is one person can never solve all your problems that's why it's like billions of people in this earth. so that's why you need brother husbands. Yo, brother husbands. Wow. Brother husbands is wild. Whoa. I see what you're doing there, Sid. That's huh. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sid, is anything we miss? Is anything we miss? No, I think we hit it all. Yeah, because I'm about to say, because this conversation go on and on because deep meaningful relationships. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things that's always uh, mm. hard. This is the most silence we've ever had. Yeah. Emotions always do that to you guys. You guys, we got to get in touch. We're going to get everybody in touch. Do yoga or something. Like, oh, wait, what? We ain't getting emotional? And I say emotions always gets us a little quiet wait, on wait, this podcast. We ain't get deep enough for John. Never do. He likes it. Never do. Okay. All right. Yeah, so he three, likes the deep times. shit. Yeah. We got what we got. Um, we ran out deep. Well, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I do, but to that point, though, obviously, yeah, I do like to live on that side. Like, I'd, I'd rather be more introspective. I just think it's just more there sometimes. I don't mean, I'm very lighthearted. 
but I rather I do live there. I live in a thought. So it's just that's just I, I I tried to shake it millions of times. I just can't. Just where I'm at. So but any last words? Any final words? I love you, John. I want you to know that, man. I love yeah. you. Oh man, I love you too, man. Oh, that was beautiful. That's what that's what John wants from us. <laughs> so, so, thank you, Dane. Thank you, Dane. I do expect a level of deepness from a lot of the people I, I come in contact with. That's just not you guys. And they'll tell you, they can probably say the same thing. It's just a like I want to know more about you rather than just what's what's surfaced. Because I just think that's fleeting. Like I, I don't really know who you can be next to somebody for years and not know who they are. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's I just, true. That, I think that happens way too often with men. Like you don't really know who your homeboys are, and then all of a sudden you see them on the TV. You're like, "Yo, five bodies." Like, oh shoot, that's what he was doing. He wasn't with me. Five bodies. Why you ain't gonna see the murder though? <laughs> I got so on that serial killer mixtape he making. <laughs> that's, be that's true though. Like your friends would be depressed, and you won't even know it because y'all yeah. don't have that level of openness with one another. I think you assume you're depressed friends, and you assume you're happy friends. And I don't, I don't assume neither because I think sometimes the person that's the happiest is typically, that can be the person that's the most sad. And I think sometimes the person that mm-hmm. looks the most sad might be the most secure with themselves. And that's usually how yeah. it works. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things. But um, that's another episode of Uncensored Views. Um, make sure you uh, like, subscribe. Uh, any other hot takes? Uh. I got nothing. Shout out, to, shout out to the vaccine. Shout out to the vaccine. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views.